Recorded live from the Hammett Point Studios in Lyman, South Carolina. This is Stan Fields, and this is the All Seven Days Podcast. And that in my screen is Mr. Trevor Montgomery. How you doing, Trevor? I'm doing excellent. How are you? I'm doing good. Doing really well. Uh, I am day two past second COVID vaccination shot. Yesterday was not a good day. No. <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing. I don't understand why the the vaccination shot just makes you feel like crap for 24 hours the day after i mean it's just and you can put your clock on it too you can tell when it stops happening it's just it's incredible you know a little a naggy headache a little bit of a low-grade fever just don't feel good so anyway yesterday was kind of a low-key day but uh, but today i feel fine I feel fine that's how it was my second one. Yeah. I was, felt like I was getting sick. Felt like it was going to be a bad one. And then by that night, I felt fine. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much how it, how it happened. My arm's still a little bit tender. Not not bad. Not bad. It's like, it's like a couple of days ago, somebody punched me really good in the shoulder. <laughs> you know? So... But not bad. Not bad. How are you doing, Trevor? I am excellent. Outside of the rain, I'm doing well. Is it oh you got rain today? It's been raining all week. We've and we've so. had a good bit of rain this week. It's good for my it's good for my water bill. Because, you know, as I as I told you before, I'm trying to grow grass now. And yes. uh, <laughs> so it's it's been it's been much better for my water bill. And to update all of our listeners on my um uh service issue for my grass. There was a second visit where nothing happened, but it was a mechanical issue. And then this morning they showed up and they actually put the fertilizer down that they were supposed to put down. So can they do that when it rains or I think so. I think, I, no, I think the rain actually helps it go down into the ground, but it, it hasn't rained since they put it down. Um, so I think, I think that's good. I think we're good. So we're back on track. They know that I'm watching them now. So <laughs> hopefully the remaining services that I have already paid for will go smoother than this one did. So I would from now on just stand outside in your garage with your arms <laughs> crossed. You know, it's since they sent someone different and I actually, you know, actually, you know, they sent someone different, right? And it's not it's not the cur- current person's issue. Right, whoever's servicing my lawn today, it's not them. It's either the company or it's you know the guy who did it before who just left without doing anything. So this person seemed to be very nice, uh, seemed to work with integrity, and I was good with that. So we'll see how it goes from here forward. Hopefully, it continues. Yes, we'll hope so. Hope so. So um, I'm sure all the listeners are just riveted to learning how my grass grows so we will uh we'll get to our topic at hand uh well i haven't even told you what the podcast is of course all of our listeners already know this is a place where we take your questions answer them from the perspective i can never say perspective why can i not say the word perspective travel that should be an entire episode where we talk about words that we can't say i don't know if that'd be a fun one you know who's the nobody would understand yeah that's true who's the who's the guy uh cumberbatch the guy who played Sherlock Holmes and did Doctor Strange, mm-hmm. he got he got roasted 
on a on a some kind of show he was on where he, apparently he narrated a like a discovery show program about penguins but he couldn't say the word penguin <laughs> he was saying things like penguins and penguins <laughs> couldn't he couldn't say it every time he said the word penguin it came out differently so you would you would think that there would be like a tryout before you start narrating <laughs> like hey can you pronounce this word mm, well possibly but you know he's got the little british accent thing going so he sounds smarter than everyone else anyway so i'm sure he's got, and he's you know he's got the good voice so i'm sure they didn't think that he couldn't say the word penguin so that's funny is i'll i'll hear people talk that are way smarter than me and they'll say a word and then I find myself questioning myself, like, have I been pronouncing it wrong all this time? <laughs> yeah. am, I, am I the one in the wrong, or are yeah. they just saying it a different way? When I was in ninth grade, I had a, a science teacher who pronounced the word protein as protean. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. She said you could do it either way, and she preferred protean. I don't that's, know. that's strange, yeah. yeah. So, anyway. So, as I was saying... <laughs> We take your questions, answer them from the perspective of a couple of church members just having conversations about spiritual matters where the Bible gets to define truth and our minds and perspectives get to conform to that truth. Send your questions in, ask at all 7 dayscom Leave us a voicemail or text at 864-660-9473 and join the hang, <laughs> Hangout uh, on All 7 Days Hangout on Facebook. And listen to, all your, uh, listen to our podcast on all your favorite podcast apps. Please subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Get mugs and t-shirts uh, at all7days.com slash shop. Or you can support the podcast monthly at anchor.fm slash all7days. Thanks for listening. We're going to take a quick break. This is the All 7 Days Podcast. Welcome back to the All 7 Days Podcast. Dan and Trevor here answering questions. And we have a uh, we have a really good question today from Tanya. Uh, Tanya sends in this question and says, What does it mean in Psalm 23? And she uses the King James Version. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of mine enemies. And rather than just look at um, the one verse, uh, which I think is really rich and deep in what it does mean, uh, I thought we'd look at the entire 23rd Psalm today and just kind of briefly go through it. I mean, it's only six verses, right? And uh, then we can really zero in on verse 5. So, let I me mean, just read it. And it goes like this. And I'm reading from the ESV version, so this will not be King Jamesy. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, so, uh, here we have David writing, writing this psalm, uh, exclaiming who God is, and what his expect, expectations are that result from who God is. So let's just go from verse 1. Uh, let me just ask the question, Trevor, what is a shepherd? Uh, somebody who protects a group of animals. Okay. Yep. Sheep, goats. Yep. Yep. Cows. What I don't know. Yep. Whatever. Yep. Yep. I think uh, I think in David's context, he was a shepherd, 
as well, right? David was a shepherd. He took care of sheep. And uh, so I think in David's context here, we have someone taking care of sheep. Now, what does taking care of sheep entail? Uh, you lead them to where the food is, where the water is. You protect mm -hmm. them from enemies such as wolves, yep. coyotes, yep. whatever. Very good. All right. So now, uh, who is his shepherd? God. God is his shepherd. Um, so, um, which is incredible. We have God taking care of his sheep, and we are his sheep. So, David says, uh, since God is my shepherd, what what is his response to that? I shall not want. Why is David so satisfied? He doesn't want anything. Why is he so satisfied? He Gets everything from God. <laughs> All his needs are taken care of, right? Every yeah. need is taken care of. Uh, he is shepherded by the person who created and owns everything. So there's no need for him to want anything. All right. Mm -hmm. So how does that look like? Well, number one, or verse two, he makes me lie down in green pastures. So as a sheep lying down in green pastures what does that bring to mind for you well I, i'm pretty sure sheep eat grass yep so they're gonna eat good green grass and not dried right sparse patches so, right you know. so he's get they're getting the absolute best nutrition right mm -hmm. and they have so much of it they can use it as a bed. <laughs> yeah, I mean. <laughs> They're lying down you, in it. Yeah. The way I look at it is like um, the golf course grass is real soft. Yeah. I'd like to lay down on the, the golf course grass sometimes. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, and it's, yeah, it's beautiful too. All right. And he leads me beside still waters. So you already mentioned yep. that uh, the shepherd needs to, uh, needs to water the sheep. Uh, but what's significant about them being still? Well, you wouldn't want uh, your sheep near like a rapid or something where they could fall in and be swept away. Yep, yep. So this is a safe place to drink. Yep, mm -hmm. yep. So that's good. Uh, verse 3, he restores my soul. It sounds like we've drifted from sheep here to something a little more personal. He restores my soul. But not quite, because the next sentence says, He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. So, um, it, we're, we're kind of getting into more of um, who we are. It's still a little bit sheepish, right? Because he's leading the sheep in paths, but he's restoring souls. Um, what, do we, what do we get from that? Uh, sometimes humans, uh, have human wants and we get off track a little bit and, mm -hmm. uh, give in to temptations, I guess you could say. Yeah. Yeah. And so restoring of the soul is kind of recentering. Yep. Yeah. The individual, I would say. Yep. Putting like him right that. back on track. I like that. That's and right on track is where we go next is because he's leading me in paths of righteousness uh so um so when we 
when we wander, he restores us and he puts us on the right path towards righteousness. But why? Why does he do that? For his name's sake. That's the, that's the why. Uh, right. Which I think we get that. If we think about that for a second, he does this for himself. For his namesake, kind of like uh, another phrase we might know, for the praise of his glory, mm-hmm. right? So this is not so that we can brag that our life is back, is, is in good shape. It's so that we can brag that God has done great things for us, right? Okay, just wanted to make that, make that point. All right, verse 4. Which the first three verses kind of makes it sound like God's making our life awesome. Nothing's going to go wrong in our life because he's our shepherd. And then we hit verse four. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. We've, we've taken quite a turn here. We've had lie down in green pastures, still waters, restores me, leads me in paths of righteousness for his own glory, and now we're in the valley of the shadow of death. This sounds like we've taken quite a turn. So what does this, um, what does this say about those who would say, God just wants to make your life great? That's, and that was exactly where I was, what I was going to say is... Um, God doesn't promise everything's going to be uh, awesome all the time. Right. We're gonna we're gonna have dark days, dark weeks, dark years. Th- bad things are going to happen. Yeah. But but what does it say that we are promised in these dark times? That He's always going to be with us. He's always going to be with us, and he w- He's giving us. Uh, he's taking away fear. Mm-hmm. All right. I will fear no evil. Why? Because you're with me and you're comforting me with your rod and your staff. The rod is what were we talking about earlier. Restore restoration. The rod is used to, um, and the staff are used to, um, pull the sheep back in the right direction or direct them back on that path of righteousness. All right. That's where our comfort comes from. That he is doing that for us. Right? You were about to say something. I think I cut you off. Is there anything there? Well, I mean, everybody's seen these pictures of the old shepherds, and they had that the long stick with the curve at yep. the top. Yep. And and once you said you pulled the sheep back, that I finally figured out what the, the round part was. That's right. They could grab the sheep around the neck or the head and pull them back. That's right. They could pull them out of trouble or, you know, turn their head away from something they weren't supposed to be into and, and, or actually pull them out of, you know, pits and holes. There's a, there's a video online I saw recently where there's this deep, uh, but narrow trench. It's about, it's about two, maybe three feet wide, but it's really deep. And this guy is reaching down, and he's got the back leg of a sheep. And he pulls the sheep out, right, setting it free because it's wedged in there. It can't move. He pulls the sheep out, sets it free, and the thing is so scared of the guy who just helped him, he takes two leaps forward and jumps right back into the ditch and just disappears into the ground. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> this is this is what we're up against, Trevor. We are the sheep, right? And we have no idea what's good for us. <laughs> we need the good shepherd with that staff and his rod to put us in the right direction to pull us out of the holes we jump in. You know what's funny is humans do the same exact thing. Oh yeah, we do. God pulls you out of a pit and you jump right back into jump it. Jump right back in. Oh, it's and it's so easy to do. All right, so then we get to the verse in question. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. I want to come back to you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies because that's what our real question was about. And I want to go, I want to, I want to finish the psalm, and then we're going to come back to that verse. Uh, we, we do want to talk about you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. What does that anoint my head with oil, my cup overflows piece? Uh, what is that talking about there? And if you know anything about sheep farming, you know the anointing my head with oil. Uh, a lot of times sheep do get little bumps and bruises and cuts. And the anointing of oil, the oil that they put on their their wounds, would, would kind of seal them, protect them from you know, the dirt and grime uh, there as well. So there's kind of a uh, um, a physician type thing going on here, like a you know taking care of wounds, uh, anointing my head with oil. But there's also the image here, uh, if you remember, when um, when David was anointed king, they anointed his head with oil. There's kind of a there's, so there's kind of a twofold thing possibly going on here. So uh, Samuel poured a vial of oil over David's head, anointing his head with oil when he anointed him king. So there is a, there's a kind of, a, you could almost interpret that as sort of a rite of passage uh, into, into the family of God or into the kingship. That's, that's what I was thinking is you anoint my head. It's almost like a mark that we've been chosen by God. Yeah, it's, it, it's exactly, I think you're right on. And the point of the cup overflowing is the blessing is so big we can't contain it all. Right. Right. So there's that part. Um, any other things you want to say about that one? Nope. Nailed right. it. Cool. All right. And then uh, finally, verse 6. Surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life, and I shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, what stands out there to you? What's what? This always reminds me of... Uh, a guy I heard speak one time, I'm not sure, I don't remember where he was, what conference I was at, but he was talking about he had he had twin girls. No, he had triplets. And he, he said their names, and he said, we almost named them Shirley, Goodness, and Mercy. But he said, <laughs> I was afraid they would follow me all the days of my life. <laughs> I thought that was funny. That is uh, good. Uh, so anyway, sorry. <laughs> um, so surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. Now shall dwell in the house of the Lord forever. Um, anything, anything, any comments you got on that verse? It's just basically saying that God's grace and mercy will always be with us. Yeah. They're, they're not until be, we are with God yeah, in heaven. That's exactly right. They'll never be taken away, and I can expect uh, my relationship with Him to grow uh, forever. 
in the comfort of his home eventually, right? Um, yes. That's uh, that's that's it. So uh, let's go back to verse five now and talk about you prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. So uh, I did I did a little research on this and found that the word table here is not just uh, a, any normal ordinary table. the The word behind it. Um, is more of a uh, a sacred table, a king's table, like a banquet table. So this is not just uh, you, you're you're giving me a, yeah. a a Chick-fil-A sandwich, you know, in the battlefield kind of thing. This is um, a king's banquet set before me in the presence of my enemies. Um, so. Um, so this, this tells me that the shepherd who is God has the means to provide a banquet for me when I'm being attacked and the protection to allow me to enjoy that banquet in peace, even though the enemies are surrounding me. And that they can look upon what I'm enjoying in the midst of their attack and see how well I am provided for. That's what verse 5 to me, I think, says. Um, which which is, is kind of an incredible thought. Now again, that does not mean that I'm going to have you know wealth and riches and big houses and all this kind of stuff as my enemies attack me. I think the feast that God provides is the feast of himself. I think what this saying is, is that our joy in God can be so great. It's like feasting on a banquet. And when our enemies see that our reliance on God is so great, when we're going through the worst trials and they're coming at us to attack us, that it demonstrates not that our faith is great, but that our God is so great that he sustains our faith and sustains us through the, the stuff that we're going through at the time. Does that make sense? Is that, Oh yeah. Is that kind of, yeah, I, 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 th- I totally agree with what you said. And I also, you know, just reading through that, the beginning of that Psalm, uh, to me, it's almost like, um, we're, we're, we're able to laugh in the face of our enemies. Cause we have this huge banquet right in front of our enemies as they're coming to attack. And then if you look in the, in verse four, it says, I will fear no evil. It's like, yeah, I could yeah. sit down and eat this meal. Yeah. Seeing my enemies coming after me and I, I have nothing to fear. Yeah. Yeah. And it, it and <laughs> to the point of death, right? We might be sitting. Okay. So this is what comes to mind when I, when I hear verse four and verse five, right? Even though I walk through the valley, of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies and you anoint my head with oil. My cup overflows. What I hear and what comes to mind when I hear those two verses together are um, several years ago, there was, um, there was these uh, Christians in Egypt 
that were led out by terrorists to a beach and debt cord wrapped around their necks. And they were able to sustain their faith even though in the shadow of the, val- the valley of the shadow of death and enjoy God enough to allow themselves to be killed for the name of God, for the name of Christ, right? There's, there was a Christian who was burned alive in a cage. How did he do that without renouncing his faith? He was enjoying the banquet of God because he knew that he was about to dwell in the house of the Lord forever, right? His faith in God, because of the greatness of God, allowed these people and hundreds more like them, right? This is not, this is not ancient times we're talking about. This is current times where Christians are being killed in other countries every day just because they're Christians, uh, if you listen to certain uh, certain news organizations who actually cover this cover these stories, that it, it is not uncommon for um, for uh, radical Muslim villagers to be uh, attacking other uh, villages who are Christians because of their faith. Right? Um, this happens just about every day, if not every day. And when I hear these two verses put together, the reason they are able to uh, stand up to that and lay down their lives for it is because uh, because of who their shepherd is and the greatness of him. So there you go. Any other thoughts on that one? No, I think, you know, going through that psalm, Putting it in context, if you if you just go through it line by line, verse five makes sense. Yeah, yeah, I think so, so too. I think so too. Cool. That's a really good question, and Tanya has sent several more in that we will get to over the course of time. And uh, really good, really good questions. Uh, I can tell yeah. uh, Tanya is a very, very deep, deep thinker. So. Hopefully we answered it right. I think, you know, I I think we did, you know, Bradley will be in next week and we'll, uh, we'll let him tell us what we got wrong about it. But, uh, um, I'm pretty confident on this one. We'll see. We'll see. Of course, you know, now that I'm prideful, he'll tear me down, but that's okay. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, that's cool. Thanks Tandy for the question. We'll button it up there. And thanks all our listeners for listening today. Remember, get your questions and comments in at askitall7days.com. Leave a voicemail or text at 864-660-9473. Join the All 7 Days Hanging on Facebook. Share the podcast with others and leave us a review on iTunes. It really helps. Support us uh, all7days.com slash shop or anchor.fm slash all7days. This is the All 7 Days Podcast where the goal is to make you think so highly of God that you forget about yourself. Now go give someone what you value most today. <laughs> <laughs>